0: Is it just me or does everyone think we need to have a conversation about violence? There was an absolutely terrible murder at the weekend in Melbourne. A young woman was bashed to death in a park and a 27-year-old man has been arrested. In the aftermath, a police officer said he was sick of violence against women and the men of Australia need to have a good hard look at themselves. Something about that just didn't sit right with me. Now, I'm not being an apologist for men. There's no doubt that men are more violent than women. There's no doubt they commit more homicides, more assaults. The vast majority of murderers are men and so our prison inmates. So, you know, maybe we have to have a conversation about that, but it does not mean that all or even most men are violent or potentially deadly. Now, Joe Hildebrand is a bloke that I don't always agree with, but he wrote a fantastic article yesterday about how throwing a blanket over Australian men and saying they're somehow culpable for our violence problem is actually ridiculous. He did the stats, and worst-case scenario in Australia, if you take the 2017 murder statistics one in every 23,000 men or 0.0042% of the male population are likely to commit murder so it's a you know it's an absolutely minuscule popu- part of the population now that doesn't mean that we need to don't need to stop saying things like boys will be boys and all of those things that we know are contributing to to violence down the track we know those things are bad for young boys to hear but this girl who was murdered in in Melbourne she was murdered by someone who should have been in some sort of care, in psychiatric care. You know, half the time he thought he was Jesus. He also thought he was Thor. Um, he had a, a terrible drug problem and he was homeless. That's what got this girl murdered, that this guy should have been in care. He, that was a failure of the system. And that's the conversation that we need to have. And in so many murder cases, they, you know, you can't say, oh, it's just a bloke who's murdered someone if the bloke is actually off his trolley. Yeah, You know, it's, um, and that's, and, and, and that's a, it's a failure of the system.
1: Yeah. Look, it's really sad too, because the poor victim was homeless mm. and uh, st- stuck on heroin, couldn't get yeah. into the methadone program because she had no fixed address. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
1: she's sleeping in a park where she yeah. was killed.
0: So yeah, she's vulnerable as well. Yeah, that's right. You know, we need to look at that over just saying, oh, all men are bad. That's just patently untrue. And um, We've got Tash on the line. Tash, tell us, what's your story?
2: About uh, 13, 14 months ago, my ex attempted to kill myself, my son and my partner with a samurai sword. Now, um, we knew that he was unwell um, and so did doctors and police have been called a number of times. But no matter how often I said, when are we going to be able to hospitalise this man, what I was told by doctors and police was that we have to catch him in the moment of psychotic mess, we cannot do anything unless you can get him into us in that state, which was absolutely impossible because, um, he was Superman in that state, he was yeah. you just couldn't control him yeah. at all, you know. Um, and so we ended up in a situation where we almost died. But even though we're alive, my son's life is a mess, you know. We are dealing with child psychologists were dealing with anxiety in myself um it's it, yeah. and the system failed it yes. you know and i pray when
0: they sentence him that the system doesn't fail us the system's failed him too because i mean you guys have nearly died but he should have been in care now he's just going to be in jail and that's not going to be the right spot for him either
2: No, no. He should have been in care, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, You know, the man was running around loose drink driving, and not only could he have killed uh, myself and my son and my partner, but he could have killed someone on the road. Like, he was an absolute loose cannon. Yeah,
0: um, um, and no one had listened. Yeah, no, there was nothing I could do. I am sure that the police are really frustrated by that too, and doctors. I'm sure it's about not enough beds. They can't round everyone up. Yeah, it's not good enough, is it? Because if then Tash, you're in the situation where you're being attacked with a samurai sword uh, because someone uh, didn't have a bed for that bloke.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tash, yeah. thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Uh, I, I'm 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 glad. To hear that so uh, you know, you're safe and well and you're through that, but what a mess. Yeah. What an absolute yeah. mess. When when someone an individual is in some sort of episode and they need help, it just seems like the system is lacking. Chris, uh what, what's your experience?
3: Um I just wondered I've got a diagnosed mental health condition bipolar type one and I was saying I've been into the mental units a number of times over the years. I had a twenty two year career in the air force originally and then I got bipolar and it was medically discharged. And over those years I've been in mental facilities and I've been knocked back going into hospital a couple of times because I haven't been severe enough. So,
1: And so where is the system
3: failing a guy like you, Chris? The system's failing. I can turn up at the emergency ward at one of the hospitals and you just can't get in. You sit there and wait four hours and then with a the mental illness you can't stop and do nothing. So you just get up and walk out and then you're back doing, you're know, creating a risk to the public at times. So it's just not, yeah. not yeah. an ideal solution. And, no.
1: and have you been violent, Chris?
3: No, I'm fortunate with my bipolar type one. I've never been violent. I'm always generally spending money and just
0: yeah, you're, looking you're after people. You're yeah. Happy. Yeah. You're happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think with your bipolar type one, your career in the air force or anything that happened in your life affected your transition into bipolar? I've just got an email here from a lady saying it is about the community. You can't just blame the system. It's about trauma and abuse and bullying and all sorts of things that actually tip people into mental health issues situations do you think something tipped you in or it's just for... oh
3: definitely um, stress drinking yeah. too much bad diet it's a whole range of yes. not just one thing so
0: yeah. I mean
3: the biggest thing that's helped me over the years is writing a book that's helped a lot of therapy
0: yeah yeah right getting get
1: your story out yeah.
3: yeah
0: yeah
1: well Chris I hope people the community starts to listen to people like you a bit more and, and hopefully we can find a solution it just sounds like to me the urgency of mental health that moment when you need the most help It doesn't seem like you're
3: getting it. Yeah. Well, the one thing I I get to plug is um, my book's called Depression, Get Up, Get Dressed and Do Your Best. Yep. And it's all about just when you're depressed, you don't want to get out of bed. So you can't see a doctor or a psychiatrist or your GP. So getting out of bed is one of the biggest things you can do and get outside and try to get help.
1: Just want to say thank you so much to Chris for giving us a call because it is difficult, the stigma of mental health asking for help, admitting that you've got problems. It's, It's a very difficult path. So thank you so much for your call there, buddy.
0: Yeah, really, really appreciate it.